Welcome to Kensington, Birmingham. We're so happy to have you here this morning back at Groves. Who, who remembered to be back here right away? You knew you were coming back to Groves. <laughs> Whose children reminded you? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's great to have you here today. It's our 10-year anniversary, and so we're going to be celebrating a little bit about the past, some of the present, and some of the future. We have some guests in town. Uh, we have Clint Dupin in today. Pretty excited to have, that, have him in here. And so uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Justin Warrens. Uh, this has been our church home for nine years. I started as a youth pastor here and have been on staff at Kensington in that time, and, and it's amazing to see family here. Absolutely. And my name is Jenny Warrens, for those of you that I don't know. Uh, and I have the great privilege of leading our kids' ministry here at Kensington, Birmingham for the last seven years. I can't tell you what a gift and joy it is to spend time with your kids, to partner with you as you lead your families. Um, but also, I'm thinking, just to watch some of them, I'm thinking some of these kids started in the two-year-old room and are now sixth graders. And what an incredible gift and joy that has been um, just to be a part of over the last seven years. Um, I do want to make mention that uh, later in the service today, there is going to be a video update from one of our global partners, and the content um, has been deemed less than appropriate for kids 10 and under. So if you've got your child in here with you and they kind of range between that 3 to 10-year-old, I would just encourage you, please take them to Kensington Kids. Step right out this door and check your kids in. Um, they're going to have a ton of fun today, and that way you can sit and relax and enjoy the service. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, you got when you walked in here was this year-end Christmas gift uh, booklet. I don't know if you've had a chance to look through it, but I was looking through it uh, a little bit, and you get to see some of the stories of life change that have happened in the past year, in the past couple years through Kensington, and, uh, and what we've seen Jesus do in the lives of individuals. It's amazing to see uh, when we are generous with our finances, the impact we get to have uh, globally and locally. I, I even know last week, uh, we had the opportunity to share Emily's story, who's in here, and I remember when she walked in our youth ministry at Birmingham the first day, and the life uh, change that has happened since where she leads us in worship on a regular basis. And, and that's just a glimpse of one of the many stories that we get to be a part of. And I love what Steve Andrews, our founding pastor, says is there's, there's nothing greater than getting to invest in the lives of people and seeing transformation happen both locally and globally. And so we just want to say thank you. You'll have an opportunity to give later or you can look through this, pack, uh, this booklet and see what ways we are partnering around the world. And, uh, and we want to say thank you for your generosity. Absolutely. And with Christmas in mind, it is December now. Uh, if you've been around Kensington at all, you know that Christmas is a big deal for us. And we love to create services full of fun and energy, but also that create wonder and uh, excitement around the season of Christmas. So we thought we'd give you just a little teaser um, for what's coming for this year's Christmas Eve services. He said it's in the town of David. It shouldn't be much further. We need to keep following the star. It appears to have stopped over in that direction. Come this way. It'll be very quiet. Mary's very tired. Ooh. I hope you're hungry. The chili's been cooking all day. Did you bring the spices? I bring red pepper flakes, cayenne pepper, and cumin. We come bearing the gift of unleavened cornbread. Yes. Oh, yes. So, so Did you put beans in it this time? I did. That's okay. good. That's it, really. Oh, well. <laughs> we're going to have to we'll send you out. Oh, okay. miles. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can leave. Anybody have tums? 
our arts team is amazing. I love, I love just the, the, that one moment where the chili is revealed. I got hungry looking at it. But um, the one thing that you see in that, in that uh, day is without Jesus... December 25th would be just another day. And so we're going to talk about that through our Christmas service. And and we're going to share a little bit about the impact of that story in our lives and what it would have been like without Jesus in on December 25th. And many of you know this, but for some reason, Christmas time seems to be a window where people are more open to coming to church. And so we would really encourage you, as you think about joining us for our Christmas Eve service, be thinking and praying through God, who have you laid on our hearts? Who are we in relationship with that needs to hear this message or that would be excited to come and learn a little bit more about this? I know for Justin and I, we've got a few neighbors that we've been building relationships with that we're so excited to have them join us. Kensington has 51 services planned uh, for Christmas Eve weekend. Five of those will be right here at Groves on Christmas Eve. And so you can get your tickets already at kensingtonchurch.org slash Christmas. Those are free tickets. That's just for planning so that we know um, how many of you to expect as we get ready for those services on that holiday weekend. So we hope that you'll plan to join us. And one of the things that I'd encourage you to do is get extra tickets, get a row of tickets so that you have a way to invite somebody with you. We even have invite cards as you're going out uh, today. You can grab on your way out to use as an invitation to friends, family, coworkers to be a part of this Christmas uh, service. So before we get started with today and, and before the fun and joy and the sharing of stories happen, we'd love for you to stand up, uh, say hello to somebody around you, and then squeeze in towards the middle.
Olympics in Birmingham, huh? It's awesome. You guys are incredible. Woo! I tell you, man, second service ride was this close to coming up and singing with them. And for those of you that know me, that would not have been a good thing. Is this exciting or what, huh? Man, thank you. All right, 10 years Birmingham. What about it, huh? Woo! Hey, I got to say, that was 45 pounds ago. And uh, I want to tell you that in between where you have some hair, it's a really painful stage. Nobody was thinking that, Steve. No one was thinking that. All right, hey, it's good to be here, you guys. You like like being back at Groves? Look at the work there. This is beautiful in here, man. It is. I love so, it. so I have two friends up here. Many of you know both of these guys. I have Greg Gibbs, who's uh, who's on our our leadership team at Kensington, and I have Steve Andrews. Steve, you have a role at Kensington, right? You, yep. Yes, so. one, one of our founding pastors here I'm, at Kensington. M- most of what I do today is eye candy. I'm just I, <laughs> I'm just here to look good. Did you just say you're eye candy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, just so you know, if you're new here, this is how today's going to go. It's yeah, going to be. It's, it's going to get be worse fun. from here. Uh, hey, so that video, that was the initial launch day of Kensington. Bur- Actually, hold on. Kensington West. Yeah. Back in the day. Kensington West. Steve, what was the culture? What, what was going on at Kensington where you guys decided to plant a church here in Birmingham? Well, it's the same culture that we have now, which is to see people transformed and mobilized wherever and to see people moving out. And actually, what we're experiencing in the 10th year is exactly the same, only maybe better. With you got John and Aaron Somerville and Clinton Michael. We've got people moving out. You're going to see stuff today. This has been a mobilization community. But the most interesting part of it was, when I think about it, I remember being here 10 years ago and thinking, this is what happens when a few people come together with a vision. McCormick's, the Pipers, the Crimmins, the Bones. People just thought, let's follow the Petherics. Let's follow Christ together. Let's see what God will do. When a handful of people come together and serve Jesus, there's no stopping them. The only, the only thing I was thinking about that is, the only other thing I thinking was, the fact that we had Clint Dupin leading us that day proved that we really didn't know what we were doing. We had no idea. Yeah. Clint's here today, by the way, so he probably heard you say that. Clint's here? Yeah, it's oh, a big announcement for later. That. You know, okay. one of the things that... Uh, one of the things that is amazing about Kensington, and I don't, I don't know about you, but I grew up in church. Maybe some of you are here for the very first time. This is all going to be new to you, but I didn't grow, I grew up in a great church, but I didn't grow up in a church that was constantly trying to reach, start new things, empower people. It always felt like the clergy was empowered, but the people weren't empowered. And so the, one of the reasons my wife and I were attracted to start attending Kensington a long time ago was we kept seeing you guys say, Hey, let's reach more people. Let's tell them God loves them. Let's go to different cities. Let's go to different countries. Let's do whatever. And Birmingham is a celebration of the fact that 10 years ago, we came to this amazing area. It's not just Birmingham. Obviously, there's lots of other cities represented here, but it's been a real ride. It's been fun. And I want to add to it, Bill, that um, 10 years ago, we still had the dream, right? Of We, have, we still have the dream of uh, saturating the Detroit area with churches and supporting other churches. You guys need to know that... Uh, you know, that we're up to 58 church plants that we've helped start in the U.S. And a lot of those have come out of here. And, um, and of course, Global Partners, we're going to hear more about that later in the day. It's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, absolutely. For somebody who has been on staff a little over 18 months, so I'm new, like some of you in the crowd today, maybe you've never been to Groves before. You've only been to see home over the past year. Give me, give me a little picture of what the feeling was, the energy level, uh, the feel in the building, the same building 10 years ago on our opening Sunday. Yeah, before I answer that, I just got to say it's obvious you're new because you're dressed really way too nicely. Wait. That's so, like. Somebody's got to make up for people. Okay, got to make up for 27 years. So, the. Um, the field 10 years ago, what did you feel? I mean, it's, it's so electric. And I know a lot of you were part of that day, or you've been part of our other campus launches. Mm-hmm. Some of you have been part of our church plants where you went to help them for the first couple of weeks or months or whatever. You know that something great is about to happen, not just that day, but you realize a whole new thing is starting. Like God made something totally new happen. So people can feel it like in their body. I grew up in a wonderful church that I love, great people. I don't ever remember starting one church. I don't ever remember being a part of one movement in the world, really, that was, that was planting churches. I hardly, I remember a few people stepping out to try new things. But to me, the most phenomenal joy the last 10 years, the last 27, is if I promise you, you wait a week, something new is moving in the heart of people inside Kensington that are doing something and Almost all of it has been out of my control. In fact, I want to tell something really, really powerful that only a handful of people know. The people that wanted to launch this campus, this is before we knew Clint and Michael. This is before uh, uh, we we had thought about Birmingham, but nothing had happened. There was a team of people that met at Jim and Sarah Piper's house, independent uh, of us. And the day they met and had a picnic was the day that I buried my father in Memphis, Tennessee. That was living proof to me that the movement of God happens with or without people. Jesus said he'll build his church, and he'll move in powerful ways. And I just want to say the result of this amazing community is the result of a handful of people who said, we're going to believe in Jesus Christ. We're going to believe that he's moving. We believe he cares about our area, and we're going to do everything we can to see people in this area know the love of Jesus Christ. That's why I think this campus has a special place in my heart. Absolutely. And I know many of you out there today uh, that have been here since day one or over the past few years, you, you shared in that experience of your life has been transformed in some way, shape, or form by Jesus. It doesn't necessarily mean that your life has been transformed by somebody on stage. It means that your life has been transformed by Jesus through, through one of our volunteers or through one of our small groups or through our K-Kids or student ministries or any of the different experiences that we have here. And so I want to do something fun uh, for a minute. So if our, if our lighting team will just bring the lights down a little bit. And if you're in the room today and you have a smartphone or any kind of phone that has a camera on it uh, or a light, I want you just to do this. Put, put your flashlight on. And what we're going to do is just go through and take a little inventory of who's here today. So turn your lights on and point them towards me. All right. Now, uh, what I'm going to do, keep it up. Keep it up. If you've been here for 10 years, keep your light up. 10 year people. Wow. How many of you have been here since day hey, one? That's pretty day awesome. one. Wow. Let's give them a round of applause. You've, you've been here through a lot. Uh, all right, let's keep the lights on. Uh, five years. If you've been here for five years, put them up. Awesome. All right, if you're new within the past year, put them up. Awesome. That's so great. So now put them down. All right. So if you have experienced life in a small group over the past year, your experience at Kensington, Birmingham, put them up. So life in a small group. All right, put them back down. That's amazing. If you have got baptized here during your time here, put them up. That's awesome. 
If you have uh, volunteered in some way, shape, or form over the past 10 years, that man, is oh ridiculous. Man. Wow. That is ridiculous. Now, the reason why we do that today is because of this. We're celebrating 10 years today as a church, but we know that our church is more than a building. It's more than a stage. It's more than a name. It's lives that are changed by Jesus, and that's what he's doing in your life. And so we're so thankful today that you're here, that you're part of our community, that you're invested in our community. What I want to show you is we have a a little video uh, of some pictures of life change and just things that have been going on at our Kensington campus over the past 10 years. Why don't you check that out? Anybody remember this guy? Welcome back with me, Clint Dupin. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is fun, bro, to see you back it's here. Fun. Yeah, it's very cool. What's it feel like on a day like today for you? Like, well, to see, I was, like, I was, the... yeah, I was right backstage. I don't know if Steve Andrews knew I was here or not. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I said nice things. Well, yeah. Uh-oh. You guys have permission to invite Clint? You didn't tell me you are inviting Clint. No, no. Have you guys done away with security? Like. <laughs> yeah. Or wardrobe control. Anybody? <laughs> no, nobody oversees this anymore. No, it's great to be back. How's everybody doing? It's so good to see you. Yeah. So, uh, how long have you been gone? How long have you been gone? Man, we, we moved in uh, January. Okay. So, it's Coming almost been a year. Oh, yeah. my word. It's yeah, amazing. It's been cool, yeah. So, I know a lot of people want to know. They've seen maybe some of your updates. Maybe people are brand new. They don't know who you are. Yeah. But to, um, <laughs> Nor do they care. Right. They're like, get the guy yeah. off the stage. Um, how's your family? How's Michael doing yeah. with kids? I, first of all, I just want to say, um, I am so thankful for Kensington and I'm so thankful for this campus and, um, everything that Kensington and this campus and, uh, you as people, individuals and families have taught us and encouraged us. Um, you know, we, we think about, I was telling you this today, I was like, there's not a day, um, that passes without me thinking about Kensington and being so appreciative and everything that we're doing and everything that we're applying, uh, we really did, we learned um, by our, our time here. So we're just so thankful for that. So maybe you are new. I'll just say this real quick. This is Clint. Used to lead, be the senior guy here. And they started something brand new, as in from scratch, nobody but him and his family and a couple of others went right outside of San Francisco. Yeah. And so big changes for your family, big changes for yeah. you just professionally because leading a a large church is different than starting something from scratch. But again, answer my question. How yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have, um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but we have uh, four children. 
Um, and one of our biggest prayers was just that God would bring friends. You know, we were praying for one friend for each child. And uh, we were praying just that um, they would have a smooth transition. And it's just been amazing to watch, you know, God provide those uh, different things. And so one of the things that you do in church planning is you start with, uh, by the way, if you ever plant a church, um, I can help you with how not to do it. Um, so we, we can help you. I, and that seems to be a theme in my life, by the way. But anyways, um, one, of the, one of the coolest stories, uh, we immediately, when we moved into the place uh, where we are, we're in the Bay Area. So I don't know if you knew this, but rent and, and, and the cost of living is out of control. We found out, I think the studs in the house are made of gold. That's why they're so expensive. But um, we met our neighbors uh, probably within the first week that we were there. And we just connected with them immediately. And they were actually the first two. They were the first couple on our launch team. And you know them. And Bill's here with me this morning. And I still remember. Yeah, Welcome there's Bill, Bill right from there. from San Fran. And uh, Bill... Um, I, I still remember this as probably two months into living there. One of the things Bill and I were sitting in my garage and we were just talking and he said, Hey, I just want you to know this. Um, we are committed to your family. Like we are committed. I'm like, who are you? Like how? And it was one of those things that we, in that moment, we're like, God has prepared the way he's gone before us because you doubt. And, and I talked about this a lot here. It's like a lot of times we, we, we don't step out in obedience because we fear what it's going to cost us. And so when you do step out, you do expect God to show up and you expect God to, to do things for you. And he did. And it's been that thing over and over and over. Now, it's hard, right? It, it's, not, it's not easy, but it's cool. I just thought in this moment, wouldn't it be great? We should have had Bill up here to ask Bill what he thought the first time he met this guy. Well, I can that tell would have you, been a great interview. I can tell you his son, Devin, said this to me the other day. He is so funny. He's in sixth grade. And he said, uh, Mr. Clint, he said, since you've come to this neighborhood, it's gotten a lot more fun and dangerous. <laughs> and he turned around and walked out. I feel his pain. So I think... Uh, what I'd like to like to know, and I know people love to get encouraged by this, those little glimpses that God is at work. Yeah. So obviously, um, Bill and his family were a more than a glimpse. They were a, yeah. a massive shout that God was at work. But like, tell us, like, what's starting to rumble already? Because you haven't started like public services yet. Right. So you're in that build-up thing. And during the build-up, it's hard because you're not sure what's going to happen. There's a lot of mystery but you're seeing these little signs. Talk to us about maybe a couple of those. Yeah, things. so um, the reason we really felt led and called to go to the Bay Area, it's uh, the most unchurched and dechurched population in the U.S. And a seed was planted in my heart years ago. Uh, I, I still remember Steve talking about just the unreached people groups, you know, globally. And it, it was weird to think locally, too, that there's still so many unreached people. And... Um, when you encounter stories of people that are unreached, it still blows your mind that they have never heard the name of Jesus. And it's crazy to think that because if you've heard of Jesus, you, you, you kind of do this thing of, well, everybody knows what I know. Right. And uh, I'll just give you a quick story. Um, this past summer, it was pretty hot one day. And my son who is nine years of age, Henry, 
He had one of his friends over, and they were watching. Uh, they were watching Home Alone, <laughs> like his favorite movies, Home Alone. During the middle of summer, I have no idea why. Um, but they were sitting in the the living room, and they were talking. And Michael and I were in the other room, and I hear them discussing this thing. And Henry's kind of laughing at his friend, and he goes, "No, he goes, that's actually a church building." And so I wanted to go in there and see what they were talking about. And I said, "Hey, what what's happening?" And my son looks at me, and he says. My friend here thinks that every time, every time he sees this building on a movie or TV, he said one of two things. He said, people are either getting in trouble or they're not happy. And I said, what building? He said, it was the church. And it was this church scene. Uh, it was Christmas Eve. If you remember Macaulay Calkins, it's in the, he's scared and he's running for his life and he's talking to the older man. And I said, actually, and I said the, the boy's name, I said, this is, they're celebrating Christmas. They're happy. And I said, do you know why they're celebrating Christmas? And he said, yeah, because of gifts and toys. I said, no, because of Jesus. I said, have you ever heard the name of Jesus? And he said, is he that guy that came up with the phrase, oh, Jesus? And I said, no, that's his mom. But anyways, (laughs) I look at him and I said, I said, no, have you ever heard of Jesus? And, And so I began to share with him for the first time who Jesus was. And I felt like it was in that moment, like he's just sitting there staring at me and and you have a nine-year-old's attention, maybe for 30 seconds or 45 seconds. And so I was sitting there talking and him and Henry just start laughing. And I'm like, I blew it. What I didn't know was my five-year-old son was behind me walking with his pants completely down (laughs) and asking Michael to wipe his butt. (laughs) So I don't know if this little boy will go to heaven or not. Is that what you were? Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. Okay. So give us some of the practicals. I mean, you guys are weeks away from a few things. Like people want to know, how does this all work? You know, when do you start? When do you go public? How can we help you? Like, let's get down to the nitty gritty of the... Let me say this real quick. One of the things, we have had two public, you know, we call them preview services. And um, one of the things that we're really trying to do is we're trying to reach people that would never step foot in church. And it is something a lot harder than I ever thought would happen. And so it has to start. And and I've said this, and you guys all know this. It it starts in your neighborhood, right? It starts at your workplaces. It starts there. And uh, one cool story, um, Bill and I, you know, got a witness is two of our neighbors who are Muslim. Um, they, we invited them to a service and they showed up to the service and they came to our house the night before and they said, Hey, we're going to come tomorrow, but what do we need to know? And what do we wear? And what do we, do we bring any books or anything like that? And I said, yes. Have you read Tom Clancy? I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Don't say that. But anyways, it was just this moment and they show up and it was just this incredible experience. We went through their house later and just kind of debriefed with them and talked about these things. But it's amazing to me to see what God is doing. And I'll tell you what, you asked about how can you support, I think, prayer. It's, it's amazing. Like the power of prayer is the most important thing. And um, I, I just, I just, every time somebody interacts with me, they're like, hey, how can we support you? I'm like, are you being serious? Like for real, pray for us. And pray that God continues to move his hand in the San Francisco Bay Area. Because something's happening. It is so cool to watch what God is doing. It's not just with Easttown. Like there's, there's new churches that are starting. And uh, one of the things that um, we have noticed is that there's a lack of unity among churches. And we really believe that uh, God brought us through Kensington to show us how do we bring unity even among the churches. Because we're not going to do it. 97% of people are unchurched. 
are far from the, the love of Jesus Christ or even know anything about it. And so it's going to happen because the church is coming together. So real quick, tell us about, like you brought some things today. This is a beautiful picture of your team circling up to pray. It's a prayer reminder. So these are out there. Real quick, tell us about the shirt, kind of how you guys are. Yeah, one of stuff. the things that we're doing... Um, we are, we, we came up with this idea of like, okay, how can we, we, we want to be a church that gives, not takes. We want to be a church that goes and not has people to come to us. And so we came up with this idea of, of actually my wife came up with it. It's called love local. And it's this challenge of doing 500 or 5,000 acts of kindness. And Ellen, I don't know if you know Ellen, but she took the idea and made it a million acts of kindness. She stole that from us. But anyways, um, this is one of those things where you're going to see that. And it's a, it's an initiative that we have that we're trying to do in the East Bay. And it's incredible because it gives us the opportunity to point people to Jesus because we know it's not our responsibility to save people. Our only responsibility is to point people to Jesus. And so that's our whole mission. And so but if you, uh, these shirts are available out there and it goes completely to this love local initiative. And then also, if you want to grab one of these, it's, it, we just continue to update our, our prayers, uh, our prayer list. So awesome. So I hope people get to say hi to you. I, I do want to say, we really do miss you as much as we tease you. Actually, sometimes we sit around the office and just, you know, circle up and think about you and ask ourselves the question, what would Clint do? Like a Brit, what, WWCD, what would you Clint never, do? You never ask that. No, I, I do. We, we actually do think about you. And so today's a day really for us to kind of celebrate you and make sure that. No, 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 no. Uh, hey, look what I found. It was back there. I'm good. No, they know me. Yeah. Hey, Clint Dupin, everybody. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to. Clint, this is not going to be good. It's no, not going to always good. No, it's we not get together. You're going to act like you just happen to find yourself on stage and it's going to turn really negative. That does not seem to have happened before. Listen, I just came out to encourage you. I know you got last time I was up here, I was crying and saying goodbye to you and you came back. So that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you, what should we do for Clint to celebrate? Yeah. So uh, what'd you come up with? We should sing. I mean, it's like a church, so, you know. Let's sing. Sing, singing. There's not a band here, so we... Don't sing. We're part of our acapella group. You want to do our... Uh, yeah. You were a part of... What was the name of the band? Two-toned. Two-toned. Yeah. That's really good. Hey, I, Thanks. I, you can... Yeah. You got... You got... He's got a... Oh, there's a piano right there. Oh, you there. just happen to have a piano. That's weird. This isn't... You should put something like something nice. Something nice. Some jazzy. Don't do that with Maybe. your fingers. No, more like you know. like yeah, like Disney. Oh, yeah. oh man. Listen. Don't don't touch me. Don't touch don't do that. Gosh, it is so good to see you, Clint Dupin. Looking so west coast and fine, alright? We wish we could all be part of East Town, a church where the sun always shines. Where's this going? But now there's a man we admire more than you. He's everyone's favorite guy. Wait. Everyone's awed and inspired by him. And it's not very hard to see why. No one's 
slick like Johnson. No one's quick like no. Johnson. This isn't. No one's neck's as incredibly thick as Johnson. And there's never been one half as manly. Perfect to pure paragon. You can ask any Birmingham family. And they'll tell you whose team they would rather be on. Wait, this is not... Wait a second. Steve, Kyle? Who can speak like Johnson? Who's on fleek like Johnson? We like him more week after week than Johnson. This is ridiculous. What I got. That's I feel like he's practiced that. Wow. I feel like he practiced that. No, it's just. A, it's, it's okay. It's okay. He's a great guy. That we just want to give you a little, a little, uh, you know, happiness and joy. Thanks for coming back. That's a special song for for you. But, what do you think, Steve? Oh, it's just beautiful, man. That's why I would love you guys, that song? But. It doesn't make me feel welcome at all. Oh, hey, that's okay. What it no, does it is, is not okay. Well, that, that's fine. No, it's not. I have a question. Yeah. Oh, wait. Who's got brains like Johnson and entertains like Johnson? Preaching so good, it's insane that Johnson. I'm especially good at pontificating. Say it again Who's a man among men Say it once more Who do we adore Ask all the blind people here There's just one guy in town Who's got all of it down And his name J.O. Hey, you know what? Stop, stop, stop This is not, this is not at all Bill, you're my neighbor. You, we flew here together. Hey, hey, hey. He's changed his you're mind. You're a good dude, man. But there's a new sheriff a in town. Sheriff? Am I right? And his name's John. Everybody say Great to have you. I was, all right, all right. Hold, hold on. Yeah, hey, we really Welcome. miss you. Welcome really back. Miss you. So, yeah. Security. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was awful, Greg. Greg, you're on my management team. Cliff, I, I mean Clint. It's. Do Do you feel welcome? No. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I've only been gone for ten months. Let's pray. Yeah. Just joking. Well, I miss you. I, I, I wasn't in that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was backstage. Um, so we are actually happy that you're here today, other than those guys. They're, we're kicking them out right now. Um, over the last few years, this is not new. If you're, if you're new today to Kensington, Birmingham, this is not new. Uh, this is a part of our culture that we love. And, and it's one of those things that when you come back into town, crazy things happen, man. Like, we love that about you. Uh, over the past 10 years that you've been here, 
Not only have you infused the culture with fun, not only have you helped launch this campus and and now are planning something out on the West Coast, but you've also been a part of so many stories of life change and transformation here. One of them that we'd love to highlight today is our relationship with Ruben. Uh, Talk to me for a minute. Ruben was here a few weeks ago when we were over at Seaholm. He's our partner in South Sudan. Talk to me a little bit about that relationship. Yeah. Man, that Ruben, and he was here, and he actually came out to San Francisco, spent four or five days with our family. Um, but I still remember the first time that I met him. Actually, Steve and I met him together. Um, I would just say this first and foremost is like if you're new here or if you've been a part of this culture is you, you quickly discover is that you don't just have a responsibility locally, but you have a responsibility globally when you follow Jesus Christ. And um, that's not just present here. Like when you encounter Reuben, I remember talking to Reuben for the first time. He's 24 years of age and he'd already planted 12 churches. And, and I'm like, that's where I started even thinking, I'm like, man, is this even possible? And so every time you're around Reuben, um, he just enlarges your perspective and your view of the kingdom of God. And um, we sat down together. I still remember the first time we sat down together at Lake Baringo. You remember this, Steve? Um, and we just started, I just started listening to his vision and he started talking there. I remember this is six or seven years ago where he started talking about God was laying on his heart uh, to leave the Pokot region and to reach into the Taposa tribe in South Sudan. And I just thought he was, it, it was crazy. You know, some of the, the, um, just his vision. And I remember the first time we visited him in South Sudan and just looking at, and I was even skeptical in my heart. I'm like, how are you going to do this? And it's just been amazing to watch uh, what God has done. And I would say this is that a lot of his encouragement, you, you, you can never underestimate the power of belief that comes from this place. And it, it's, it's fueling him and it's compelling him in Lois uh, in South Sudan. It's incredible. Well, how many of you, we, we mentioned the Polkot tribe. How many of you have either participated in, donated to, or ran a, a marathon? You ran a marathon, right? I did run a marathon. Yep. Uh, with our Hope Water Project. How many of you are in the room today that had a hand in that? So all of you have had a hand in encouraging and giving belief to Reuben out there. And so what we're going to do is we're going to show you uh, a video in a minute. Reuben wants to wish us a happy 10-year 10 uh, 10 anniversary. And then we're going to show a little bit of a story of what's going on right now in South Sudan. And I just want to let you parents know, Jenny mentioned this earlier, there are some moments in that video that are a little graphic. And so we've, we've said under the age of 10, might be something where you want to take him out in the hallway. You don't have to. We just want to let you know about that. But let's hear from Reuben uh, on his encouragement for us and what's going on with our global partner. Thank you. Uh, you are a global partner from South Sudan. Happy 10th anniversary, uh, Birmingham campus. You've got a very special place in my heart. And I can't believe you. it's been 10 years since you got started. And I can't wait to see what God has in store for you in the next 10 years and even beyond. Um, I have a, a special, special memories for Birmingham campus because it's the first campus I had my first Sunday experience here uh, at Kensington. And, um, I thank you so much because of the many of you in this campus that pray for me and lift me up in prayer and my uh, uh, co-workers in South Sudan. So thank you so much. Enjoy yourself and may God bless you. Has there ever been a time in history where we are more immediately inundated with news that tends to bring us to despair or to give up hope? Do you realize that when you invest in a year-end Christmas gift to Kensington, that the opposite is true? That you're actually seeing hope and joy and love 
and peace come to the world. We're seeing that in so many countries in the world, explosive church planting movements. And probably none is more amazing or more miraculous than what is happening in the new country of South Sudan. Ruben Mariakal, our partner, and his friends in South Sudan are putting their life on the line each day. They literally don't know from day to day if they're going to live or die. But in the midst of this, overwhelming peace is coming to the world. And so today, as you watch this amazing story of this unlikely hero, a man named Nicodemus, realize that you and I get to be a part of something that is so unlikely and so amazing. When you give, we get to be a part of what Jesus Christ is doing in the world. country, peace is rare. People are so used to fighting that many have given up hope that things can change. But God says, blessed are the peacemakers. And sometimes those that bring peace are the ones that no one expects. Sudan, the newest country in the world, and it's located in East Central Africa. And this whole region has been in conflict and ravaged by war in the past 60 years. And actually, it's not getting better. It's getting a whole lot worse. In fact, the compound that we're staying in just a few weeks ago had a bunch of rebels that had come through with guns and threatening violence, and everyone there just did not know what was going to happen. Fueled by racism, political strife, religious persecution, the price of the conflict has been very high. There's actual active landmines just a few feet away from where children are playing. Everyone here lives in a state of uncertainty, not knowing what tomorrow will hold. They all live in fear and long for peace. You see a man having uh, marks on the head or the shoulder, that one uh, means the number of the people that a person has killed during the war. And then when you see the women, you see some women are having marks, that one also shows the husband of the woman has killed many men. They share that glory in the, in, in the name of husband. So she, she acts like the husband is a hero. testimony 
is about my sister's son. The child grew at my home for more than 10 years. When he was making the 12 year, the child was taken back to the village. He was transferred to a cattle camp. When he reached the cattle camp, they went to the field where the cows are grazing. Then another tribe that used to attack the Toposa tribe called Boya came and raided the cows. And then on the process of raiding, the child was caught by a group of more than 10 men. They used a knife, then they slaughtered the boy. The people took me there using a motorbike to the place where the child was killed. So I went and I saw the body of the child lying on the ground. One hand was cut, then the other hand also was cut. The leg was cut, the head is far away from the body. I was not happy, I became very hungry. So I buried the boy and then I came back to the village. So I wanted to take one gun to follow the men where they have gone. My aim was to go and clear them all. As you see this mark on my face, these three men have killed three people and I was used to it. What was in my body, in my heart, was only to have a revenge. I was only aiming for a revenge. Then one gun which was left in the village was hidden somewhere because they knew that I loved the boy and my aim was if I am to get a gun, I was going to clear even 50 men in that place. So I grew very annoyed in which I was even almost to hang myself when the people went and hide the gun. The only way was to go and hang myself, but the people went and advised me. Tormented by the death of his nephew and unable to find his gun, Nicodemus reached a level of despair that led him into considering taking his own life. It was while searching for a weapon in a nearby village that he ran into Reuben Mariacal, who would eventually become his mentor and spiritual advisor. The life that Nicodemus had before getting Christ, his, his aim was to be the, the hero of the village. And being a hero is to raid as many tribes, uh, the surrounding tribes as possible, is to kill as many people as possible. But once he encountered Christ, there was a radical change in his heart. Other people went and advised me until they brought me back to Kapueta here, whereby I met with Pastor Ruben, and then with other believers, they had to advise me and say, that is not the way. Try to have peace in your heart. So I went and I stayed for more than 20 days until I forgive those people. Christ replaced this problem in me. I had to have peace again. As I am now, I'm going always to the church. I am also advising others who have the same grievances like the way I used to have. 
So I see Nicodemus, and he no longer views the other tribes as enemies. He views them as objects of the grace of Christ, and they're candidates of heaven. And that's why he has now the desire to, to reach out to the other villages as his friends. Since his encounter with Jesus, Nicodemus has been radically transformed. Under Reuben's guidance, he now plants churches in the very fields where the Taposa, Dinga, and other neighboring tribes have violently clashed for centuries. Armed with nothing more than the gospel and a motorcycle, he brings peace to a region that many believed impossible to reach. So we have two communities in our location here. So we have uh, the Dedinga community and then the Topolo community. These two communities are very hostile to each other. So when we planted the church here, the Toposa and the Dedinga were able to meet together. So what they did, they helped to reconcile those who accepted Christ. They were able to meet together and then they worshiped together. They became one. But in other areas whereby the church is not planted, the war still continues. Many blood is being shedded every time. But we saw really a church can bring peace in a community. The mission of our ministry is letting the light occupy the land. And we see darkness manifesting itself in different forms. The greatest is spiritual darkness. Uh, there is intellectual darkness. There is darkness of hatred and uh, violence. There is socio-economic darkness. And we see as we are in this land, our, our ministry is to become hands and feet of Jesus and shine the light and let the light occupy the land. I see Nicodemus maybe finding his fellow warriors in the other village as friends. Even his friends who are raiders, they were 10 in number. His gang of 10 men and six of them he has evangelized and they have come to Christ. When all these guys who are warriors come, they, they, they are now warriors for Christ. They are not taking the spears but they, and guns, they are taking the gospel to the, to the next tribes. I see this hope and I can see changes will be here in years to come. Jesus means everything to me. In the first place, I was lost. Um, I was a sinner. I was a killer. I was robbing. I used to do many things which are not right. But when Christ came into my heart, I have now hope of being with the Lord. Christ is taken out of the equation, there's no hope in this country. I mean, governments can come with policies, but that cannot transform the hearts of people. It takes only the power of Christ to transform the hearts of people.
if it's just empty philanthropy, helping people and doing that, there could never be hope. But when we are preaching Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, I'm sure ultimately the Prince of Peace will be able to bring peace to this country. So there is hope. It's unbelievable to think that just a few weeks ago we had Reuben on our stage just sharing what he's been doing and what he's been up to. And that gives us some level of insight. But when you see that, it, uh, it's really moving on so many levels to believe the, just what God has called him to do and his faithfulness to follow God's call. But also the danger, the very real danger that he's in every day as he seeks to advance the gospel in Sudan. Yeah, when you... Uh, think about this. There are these conflicts all over the world where there's really never been peace. You see it the, with the Rohingya Muslims, you know, fleeing. You see it in Ireland. You see it in America where there's still this hatred and bigotry. But you see that even one guy can even bring that the kingdom of God expanding in one area. And I love that. I thought his illustration of the rocks was the best one I've ever seen in my life. It's like, no, you, we can't take the whole world, but you can like you guys, you followers of Jesus, you can draw a circle around your house where Jesus Christ's love and beauty lives in that home. And when you sit at a restaurant with another person, there's a circle where the kingdom of God grows and expands and if you'd have said to me 27 years ago you're going to get to be a part of bringing the peace to the newest country in the world South Sudan and seeing miracles take place where guys were murderers become evangelists and bringers of peace it really it's absolutely it's amazing isn't it when you think about it um I just actually want to add to that. Um, you know, December is a really big moment for us, and we have really loved telling the stories. And I, I want to urge you with all my heart to make sure that your family has a, a year-end brochure. It is amazing. And the stories in that, I am, I am not lying to you, could, be, could have been duplicated a couple thousand times this year from people's stories, people's stories here and around the world. And I, I honestly believe this about the story of South Sudan, that if that's the only thing that the Birmingham campus ever did was to launch Reuben and get behind Reuben, if that's the only thing that ever happened here, it was more than worth anything that we could have ever done. Now, we've had so many stories, and the lights shining earlier were so beautiful. But I do want to challenge you to say, man, this is worth our lives. Don't you want to see these stories repeated? Because these aren't, these aren't hype. These are real people in real places where our sacrificial giving and our partnership goes out to people. And honestly, we could be sitting here a year from now, and Reuben and Nicodemus could both be dead. 
but it would have been worth the investment of our lives. And we're seeing that played out all over. And then to add to that, John and Aaron Somerville stepping out in intrepid, incredible faith this year. And of Clint, Michael, and their family stepping out in unbelievable faith. And Bill, what a gift of Bill joining us and, and being a part of that. It, it truly is remarkable. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think it's a good time now to um, also to receive the offering. I know you, you've got some stuff you want to share just to inspire us going forward. I do too. So the ushers, you can go ahead and come forward. And those of you that are praying about making a year-end gift, do that. As, as the year comes in, I know Paul and I have talked about making a sacrificial year-end gift. I actually just pull the money out to give, to give next week for that. Uh, it just, it's such a thrill to be a part of people like Johnson <laughs> and Dupin and uh, Jenny and Justin. I think at your service here, it's just, it is absolutely just a, just a thrill to be a part of this. And so if you're visiting with us, let the offering roll by. You don't need to worry about that. But I would say to you, if, even if you're a visitor today, come on, man, join this team. Let's do something. We got one life to live. Let's go for it, full tilt. Anybody with me? Like living it to the tilt? Let's go. It's awesome. Clint, I just want to let you know, that all caught me off guard. I had no idea that song was coming. I don't know what, what really went down. So, I... But you stepped up, man. <laughs> this guy's got a good voice, doesn't he? What oh, him singing on the stage. Oh, it's my fake opera voice. Yes, yes. But uh, anyway, Clint, we're so glad you're here. And I think as we were planning today and thinking about just celebrating 10 years. And we thought, what a great time to do it. We're coming back to Groves, a place where it all began. And what a great day to just celebrate all that God has done, all the life change, all the vision, all the people that have gone out to do other incredible things. And how amazing is it that it's on this day that we are telling and celebrating Reuben's story, someone who's so dear and, and near and dear it's to us. It's a perfect day, man. Thank God. Some families had a vision to start this campus. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And so we want to just talk about the future a little bit, about what's, what's coming next. And I feel like we've done a great job of talking about what God has done and what he's doing. And we're really looking forward to the next 10 years and what God's going to do here. And I, I can speak for my wife and my family and say we've been here now for about 18 months, believe it or not. And someone was asking me yesterday while we were setting up groves and getting everything ready for today um, if it was good to be back here and if I had deep memories here from my time here before we moved to see home in February. And I stood there and realized in my time here, we had the exact same amount of time, nine months at Groves as we did at sea home. So it's good to be back, but I kind of have like an equidistant or, or equimeasured time at each, but, uh, it's really great to be back. And I think as we think about the future, uh, our team is really excited about a few things. And one of them is just to see this area reached, one of the things that drew Angela and I to Kensington by God's grace and in his plan was that heart that, that Greg and so many others have talked about today, which is to be a part of a church that is actively seeking the one. Where our goal and our dream is to see people in Birmingham and Royal Oak and Southfield and Beverly Hills and Bloomfield Hills and this whole area. We want to see people walk in these doors and, and, and come face to face with Jesus Christ. And we just want to see that happen week after week after week. And we believe that as that happens, more and more of those lights are going to go up. More and more lives are going to be transformed. And I know that for you, Steve, as you spent time with Angela and I, and we were talking about coming on board here, I loved to hear what your dreams were for this area and what you thought about the future. Well, this is the area that really Kensington started in, the Birmingham, Bloomfield area. And then we ended up moving to the kind of the far northeast corner of Troy. And it's interesting as we moved and we got in the building, 
we realized that there were some original Birmingham people with us, but we weren't really drawing from Birmingham anymore. It's 14 miles distant from here to there, and it's an inconvenient drive. And so to be here and to realize the potential of this area, there's a unique predicament, and there's a, a unique ministry, and of seeing that you guys ha- have been a beacon of light, but, to, but that light would shine even greater. And one of the things uh, that we've been working on so hard this year still, believe it or not, is find, finding a permanent, kind of a, a permanent dream for that. And I wanted Greg just to speak into that. Do you still have a shot at this? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think part of what's been invigorating to me is just to have Cliff around and Bill and the team here. And the tension at Kensington, as we said, is we're always doing 15 projects at once, which means that um, uh, you may be thinking that we've not thought about you when it comes to our strategy for the future or for a permanent facility, but we are thinking about it constantly. I just want to encourage you that I believe in faith that 2018 is going to be a big year for us. I have some things that are in the works, some people that love Birmingham campus and have some ideas about permanent facility that we're actually talking about kind of behind the scenes right now. But as you know, and we've said it before, uh, the great part about this family has been you have invested in the movement more than even just your campus. And so thank you, because we're about to see thousands of people reached in the Clinton Township building. And I think next year we'll be able to see some amazing things happen here. But keep praying. Keep praying for Cliff and Bill and I as we strategize. But uh, we haven't forgotten you. I just want you to know that. We talk about it constantly. We're praying about it. And we're actually in serious conversations with a couple of developers right now. So, Which is super exciting to me mm-hmm. and I think to all of us. So uh, even as we move back here over this weekend, all of the tech. just want to thank our tech team and all the volunteers that came in today. We got everything set up. Such yeah, a great, absolutely. such a great start back, man. Yeah, and our K Kids team and everything that goes in—it it blew me away to to be here and just to see all that happens. The portability teams that get here first thing in the morning, like even before first thing, like like pre first thing, so early, and they're here when it's very dark and they're setting everything up. It just gave me a renewed appreciation for all the effort that goes into setting up this environment so that one can give their lives to Jesus so that one can be reached. It's such a beautiful collaborative effort for all of us. And it's a great reminder too that as Clint was saying in his story earlier about the church, it's, it's not a building. Last week we were several miles from here and this week we're here. And yet Jesus is, is with us and Jesus is with us. And it's, it's not about where we are. It's about being together as the people of God, reaching one for his glory. And you guys, please don't under, underestimate what God could do in you. What God could do in this journey. We've got Ed and Lisa Belair here today. We're part of our original 40. They live, live somewhere down south now, somewhere like North Carolina or whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. So, but God's, I was watching God use their life for 27 years, and I know God is mobilizing and moving this team of people. I want to just add one more thing. We are seeing the nations. We've seen in the last 27 years since we launched, and especially the last 10, all the nations of the world, all the ethnicities of the world are coming to this area. And not only are we going to grow this church, we're going to reach this area, but God is going to continue to give us ability to reach into the peoples of the world that God is bringing. And I just want to tell you, fasten your seatbelts, because I think the best is yet to come. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know for Angela and I, this past season, uh, we're actually leading a couple different small groups at our home. And it's been so exciting for us to be in tight community with you and so many others of you that have stepped into groups. And, and my encouragement for you, what we've seen is not only is it a chance to dive deeper into what we're learning on Sundays and be in community and pray together, but it's an incredible missional challenge for us because we're reminded to pray for each other's neighbors 
neighbors. We're reminded to pray for our coworkers. And it's a great reminder to keep us personally as a family really engaged in the mission of this place. Because we really believe that this is not just a church. This is a movement of Jesus Christ. And that movement started with Jesus one heart, one life at a time. And we believe that's how it continues to advance. And we're excited to see all that he has in store for us here moving forward. Good. Well, we're going to close in prayer, right? Yeah. And here's how I want, I want to do something a little different. Clint, I want you to come here, kind of like get in the middle. I want, uh, I want everybody can stand, but I want some people to get around. I'd love to get 30, 40, 50 people around Clint. Kind of get right here in the middle where some people can surround you. And just to, to pray over you, Justin, come on in to be a part of that. Come on, don't be shy. Just come in and, and grab him. Just come in. And uh, Is John, John and Aaron Somerville, are they in the room somewhere? Where are right they? There. Go right there. John and Aaron are getting ready to step out in an intrepid adventure. Let's just yes. surround them and get some people to come on. Come on out of your rows and get, get around them as well and support them. Uh, these are two living illustrations. Where, is Bill off traveling, seeing the room? He'll be here in a minute. So just come, come on, get close. Act like you like him. Get close enough to smell him. And say, hey, hey, Clint, see how they're doing it? The people over here are getting close to them. Yeah, they, yeah, they, liked, they like them better than they like you. And John showered this morning, so John I know you had showered, a late so night thank flight. You for that. Yeah, thank and I'm gonna, you. I just want to pray, too, for, for Cliff and, and Bill and Josh and the whole team. Josh is going to lead us in a closing song as we pray. But I just want to say this. I really believe the best is yet to come. And when I look out at this team of people... So many of you have been with us for years and years and years. Let's just see what God can do. Just look around you. What an incredible team of people. Every one of you with unique gifts and callings. So let's just commit. Let's thank God for the last 10. Let's commit to Jesus the next 10. What do you say? Father, thank you so much. Thank you for working in such beautiful ways. Thank you for Clinton Michael and their kids and their faith. Thank you for... Just this amazing dream. We never thought we'd be planting a church in San Francisco, but here we are. Cliff and Bill and Josh never thought they'd be leading this campus, but here they are. John and Aaron are stepping out in faith in a crazy journey. Lord, it's, it's just a living example of how day after day in the Kensington movement, you're calling people out, not only transforming their lives by the power of your Holy Spirit, but moving them to do the things that you've gifted them to do. And there are unrealized dreams in this room, hundreds of them, and the brothers and sisters that are standing here, would you move and move in us in power and beauty that we would see you do something incredible along the way. We give it to you, whatever it is, we don't know what it holds, but Lord, we're going to follow you to our last breath, right? Amen. To our last breath, we're going to follow you and we declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Cool. Just stand. Hey, we're going to sing, stay where you are. Uh, just stay close. Josh is going to lead us. Let's just open up our hearts, man. Oh, the splendor of the King is clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. Oh, and all the earth rejoice. Himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, but it trembles at His voice. Yeah, it trembles at His voice. So we sing, How great is our God! 
is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names. You're the name. from our hearts we thank you how great is our God sing with me how great is our God and all will see how great how great is our God Man, what a fun morning in this building, here together with you. Yeah, you can clap, man. This is... These are one of those moments that are marked moments. Like, if you look around right now, the people in this room today, these are, this is your community. These are your friends. These are the people we get to do life with in this area. And these are the people that Jesus is going to transform or has transformed. And what a great party we're having today. One of, one of the things we're most excited about moving into this next season, honestly, is Christmas. Uh, three weeks away, we want to see you here, and we want as many people in this building on Christmas Eve, on that Sunday, as humanly possible, because we know of the life-changing power of Jesus. And so be thinking about that over the days and the weeks ahead. Uh, today, we got a little treat for you. we got a Great Lakes espresso bar outside. We have tons of food out there, so we want you to stay. Uh, we have a photo booth out there. We want you to hang out. We want you to shake a few hands. I want you to go say hi to John and Aaron. Say hi to Clint. Say hi to anybody you want to. Just build some community today and know that over the next few weeks that God is doing great things. Over the next few months, God is doing great things. Man, what is he going to do over the next 10 years? So thank you for being here today. Go out and have a party in the lobby, and we will see you here next week.